Welcome to Pursuing Me, the transformative podcast that takes you on a deliberate journey of self-discovery. Join us as we dive deep into the realms of mindfulness, personal growth, and finding balance. Through captivating stories, expert insights, and practical exercises will guide you towards authenticity and fulfillment. It's time to embark on an extraordinary adventure of pursuing yourself and living the life you've always dreamed of. This is Pursuing Me. Hi there, curious minds, and welcome to today's episode where we will explore our mindset around feelings. We will explore the concept that feelings are neither good nor bad, but rather valuable information and natural human experiences. We will discuss why there is this perceived notion of bad and good emotions, learn to embrace emotions instead of avoiding and running away from them, and ways to develop emotional resilience. I'll of course share my own struggles with emotions and I encourage you all to shift your mindset around feelings and emotions if it is no longer serving you. Let's first start with understanding what feelings are. Feelings are an intrinsic aspect of the human experience. It shapes the way we perceive and interact the world around us. They arise in response to things like external events, internal thoughts, and specific situations. But feelings are subjective because they originate from our unique perspective, beliefs, and past experiences. The same event can evoke a very different emotional response in different people. For example, if someone gets a job promotion, that might seem like an exciting event and situation for one person and could be really anxiety-provoking and feel like pressure for someone else. Our emotions are deeply intertwined with our individual histories and interpretations of how we view the world. One thing feelings are not, and that is random or meaningless occurrences. They hold very specific value in our lives. By understanding and acknowledging our emotions, we gain insight into our internal states and the external environment. These emotions can provide us with information about our needs, our desires, and our boundaries. For instance, feelings of sadness, that might indicate unmet needs and be a sign that you need support and connection. But before we can start to embrace those quote unquote negative emotions, we have to first challenge the good versus bad dichotomy. In many societies, there exists a tendency to categorize emotions as either good or bad. Even if we ask somebody how they're feeling, they might say good or bad, because that summarizes the category of emotions they go in. Positive emotions, such as happiness, joy, and love, are often celebrated and encouraged, while negative emotions like sadness, anger, fear, shame, those are often stigmatized and seen as undesirable. This was highlighted as the term toxic positivity became more popular. 
labeling emotions as bad can lead people to suppress or deny their feelings. Why would I admit to feeling something that the world sees as negative? The pressure to only experience positive emotions can create fear of expressing or acknowledging emotions deemed as unacceptable by society. When emotions are pushed away or invalidated, they can resurface in unexpected and harmful ways. You know what happens when we use this whole good-bad dichotomy? It fosters self-criticism and judgment when you are experiencing a quote-unquote negative emotion. It affects interpersonal relationships, whether it be family, friends, co-workers, romantic. If we fear expressing negative emotions, then we're probably going to avoid seeking support around it or opening up to others about it, fearing that we're either going to be judged or rejected. And what do you think happens when we start avoiding these feelings? What do you think that does to our relationships? You got it. Distance. Emotional distance. This hinders our genuine emotional connections, impedes on the development of empathy and compassion within those relationships. Labeling emotions as good or bad may cause you to overlook the value and the information you're receiving from feeling these messages. Think about like anger or sadness. They can be signs of unmet needs, boundary violations, unresolved issues, but because they're uncomfortable, but we're just not going to talk about it. So instead, I encourage all of us to change our language around feelings and label them as comfortable or uncomfortable, because that seems to be a little bit more accurate. That I can give it to you. Some emotions are just uncomfortable. So I get because they're uncomfortable and they don't feel great, expressing them requires a bit of vulnerability, but ignoring them causes damage to our emotional selves and our relationships. While we all know comfortable emotions feel, well, comfortable, they feel good, but what are uncomfortable emotions telling us? Feelings and emotions are messages, like they serve a purpose. There's a reason why we experience a whole range of them. They tell us when something is wrong, whether that be internally or in the environment, when something needs to be addressed or changed, they tell us when a need is not being met or when something in our lives is no longer aligning with our values and our true self. So I think there are many reasons why people avoid uncomfortable emotions, right? Some fear it'll hurt a relationship they have because they're too worried about the other person's feelings. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? Some people feel ashamed about what they're feeling. And some are so concerned about how they are going to be perceived by others that they hide whole parts of themselves. Like their emotions. For me, it was just way too damn uncomfortable. Feelings made me feel like I was out of control. When I would get sad, it was like the whole world was ending. And when I would get angry, I feared what I would do with that anger. Now, some of this was because I wasn't used to expressing emotions. 
you know, growing up, I had a very difficult childhood. I didn't have a good support system. It appeared, and I'm not saying that this is a fact, but it appeared that many didn't care. So I just held a lot of emotions inside. So I just simply wasn't used to it. So when they would surface, I felt like a, a fish out of water. And, you know, s some of this was because I didn't express them that often. And so when it came out, it was like a flood, right? Because I wasn't just now expressing emotions about what was going on in the present moment. Whether I knew it or realized it or not, I was letting out emotions stored away. And now it was boiling over. Like, no wonder I felt like I was out of control. At this point, it was like trying to control a broken dam. So I started speaking my mind more often. And when something was on it, I'd say it. When I was feeling something, I would say something. I became honest about what I was feeling and what I needed. And that led to me now being triggered less. Although I am welcoming all emotions of all kinds because I know the benefits of all. The truth is I don't experience a lot of uncomfortables that, uncomfortable emotions that often because the relationships and the environments that I've created from being very honest are so healthy that they just don't exist with a lot of triggers in it my relationships are more genuine and these people in my life they accept all of me so how can we learn from uncomfortable feelings uncomfortable feelings such as sadness anger or fear can offer valuable insights and growth opportunities it helps us to understand underlying causes of these emotions and personal development and improve overall well-being. Embracing these emotions and learning from them means we are no longer walking around with these intrusive thoughts, unsaid words, and tensions in our bodies. Because we've all been there. When you have an interaction with someone and you don't tell them how you feel, you leave and you spend the rest of the day or the week or even the month because I, <laughs> these feelings can create thoughts that stay for a very long time. And now you're running through stories in your head about what you should have said or could have said, or what did they mean? Like you're having these interactions with yourself now instead of with the people that were involved in the whole situation. But when you can admit to them, acknowledge them and release them to those who matter, you don't have to walk around with those constant running stories that you've made up now in your head. This strengthens your connections and interpersonal relationships, and they get rid of the ones who are not worthy. Because the truth is, you will speak your mind to people, and because of that, and because they are where you are, they will take that and leave. They will leave your life. They will choose to go, and you want them to, because you only want people to stay who accept and love you wholly, and vice versa. You want authentic relationships. We have better conversations, more genuine interactions. We give them the opportunity to love us in a very whole way. And more importantly than anything, by honoring all of our feelings, we are honoring all of ourselves. Every emotion holds its truth and validity. It truly bewilders me when people say you know I, they'll, they'll be talking to me about a situation I'll say well what did you say did you tell them did you let them know and they'll say like 
no, I don't want to hurt their feelings or I don't want them to feel bad. Here we go. Good and bad emotions. But I don't want them to feel bad or I don't want them to feel this. And I seriously just respond, why? And they look at me like I have two heads. But the truth is, because we grow and learn from these uncomfortable emotions, you're telling me that you don't want the other person to learn and grow? Clearly, you want them to change in some way, whether it's how they interact with you or whatever the case is, or maybe how they view you or understand you. How do you think that's going to happen unless they feel this emotion to begin the change? Because uncomfortable emotions can feel so intense, right? Like heartbreak or sadness or anger. We forget, but I think we have to remind ourselves that Feelings are temporary. They will not stay and they definitely won't kill us. So let's stop avoiding them. I think a good way to end today would be to share four techniques that absolutely help with processing emotions. And so number one is going to be journaling, which I talk about in almost every episode and I will continue to do so. Um, Because journaling allows you to put pen to paper and externalize these thoughts and feelings, get them out of your mind, out of your heart, out of your body and on paper so you can gain perspective and clarity. Number two, seeking support. And that can be from friends, family, neighbor, mental health professional, but just talking, talking about what you're going through can be so therapeutic whether it's in a professional arena or not, and provide validation. Number three, practicing mindfulness. Mindfulness involves being fully present in the moment without any judgment. Engaging in mindfulness practices such as meditation, deep breathing exercises, it can help you observe your uncomfortable emotions without becoming overwhelmed by them. And if you check out my blog at shakiraford.com, there's a post on my top mindfulness apps that I think are super valuable. And yes, I've used most of them. And number four, creative expression. Engaging in creative activities like art, music, dance, writing, can provide an outlet for processing this these uncomfortable emotions in a non-verbal manner. Because let's face it, creativity allows you to express complex emotions that sometimes are just too difficult to be put into words. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope today's message resonated with you and you were able to get tangible tools to take with you on your journey. Don't forget to share with friends and family. I also have subscriber episodes where subscribers get at least two additional episodes each month. And by being a subscriber, you also get to ask me any questions you would like answered by emailing me at qanda at shakirafort.com. In this week's subscriber episode, I'm gonna provide specific questions to ask yourself when you're feeling upset to reinforce the topics we discussed today and gain more clarity on what you might be experiencing when you're going through anger and sadness and disappointment and so forth. Can't wait to see you all back here next week where we're going to talk about burnout.
I know we've all felt it if we're not feeling it now. So until next time. The information provided in Pursuing Me podcast is for general informational purposes only. The podcast hosts and guests are not acting as licensed professionals and the content shared should not be considered as a substitute for professional advice, therapy, or counseling. It is important to remember that each individual's journey of self-discovery is unique and what works for one person may not work for another. We strongly encourage you to speak and seek professional guidance or support from qualified experts if you are facing significant personal challenges or require specific advice. Always consult with a licensed professional or healthcare provider for any mental health, emotional, or psychological concerns you may have. By listening to Pursuing Me, you agree that the hosts, guests, creators, and OpenAI should not be held responsible or liable for any direct or indirect damages or consequences arising from the use or misuse of the information provided. Anything said should not be taken as a replacement for medical, clinical, or professional diagnosis or medical intervention. Assessing or otherwise using the podcast does not create a therapist-patient relationship between you and the host and or any guests appearing on the show.